1: Hello and welcome back to a summer edition of the RHS Gardening Podcast. Throughout the gardening year, we bring you seasonal advice and tips from RHS experts. We also have features and discussions about all aspects of gardening, from plant care to pest control, garden design, growing your own fruit and vegetables and much more. I'm Jenny Bowden, one of the RHS's team of horticultural advisors, based here at RHS Garden Wisley in Surrey. At this time of year, one of my favourite parts of the garden is the Rose Garden. What's so wonderful about it is the way the roses are displayed alongside masturbaceous perennials. They work so well together in large drifts. The Rose Garden is also a great place to come and get inspiration and help you choose roses for your own garden. All in all, it's exuberant and full of summer sunshine, whatever the weather. Coming up in this edition, London Calling! We join the team, taking the RHS on tour, spreading our passion for gardening and greenery around the grey streets of the capital. We meet the team, busy organising the new event that everyone's talking about, the RHS Chatsworth Flower Show. We reveal some of the exciting plans for 2017. And, as always, we'll give you the latest news on RHS events across the UK. But first, the gloriously long days of June not only give us more time to enjoy our gardens, but more daylight to do the jobs that keep them looking great. So let's hear about some of the key tasks you can be tackling in your garden now.
2: Hello there, it's uh, Andrew Salisbury, a Principal Entomologist for the RHS here. Uh, and at Wisley, like everywhere else in the country this year, we've had a lot of rain. Um, which has meant that slugs and snails have become very, very active. It's mild, it's wet, uh, Slugs and snails love this sort of weather and they'll be munching away at night on your hostas, in fact almost anything. So get out there with whatever controls you're prepared to take, an evening search with a torch and pick them up and dispose of them however you wish. Or use the nematode biological control for slugs Um, and if you really want to you can use slug pellets and there are organic types out there available too. This year we have noticed uh, we are getting a lot of records of something called the Rosemary Beetle. This is a a shiny green beetle with uh, purple stripes that's found on, uh, as its name suggests, Rosemary. But it also feeds on lavender, thyme, sage and some other garden herbs. It it originates from the Mediterranean and was first found out of doors in the UK in about 1994. But since it was found in the South East, it has now spread right the way across England, is found in Wales and is also established in parts of Scotland. This insect feeds away on the foliage of the plants, uh, as do its sort of greyish grubs which look like short fat caterpillars. And it's also an insect we'd like to know where it is. If you find it, search on the RHS website and you can report sightings. As far as control goes, often this beetle doesn't cause a great deal of damage and it's a a shiny insect that that many people can cope with on their plants. However, in some cases it can become a problem, in which case resorting to hand picking and you can shake them off onto an upturned umbrella or something similar will help reduce their numbers.
3: Hello, my name is Heather Cook and I'm team leader for the Members Seed Scheme and I'm just going to be telling you a little bit about how to collect seed in your gardens at home. So we're standing here at Wisley, Uh, we're we're on the mixed borders um, and they're looking very beautiful at the moment. There isn't much going to seed at the moment because it's in full flower but come August, September time the plants will be full of seed and we'll be out here collecting. But there is still plenty of seed that you can be collecting now. Um, A lot of the spring flowering plants have in fact already set their seeds so we've been out collecting hellebore seeds, crocus, Um, snowdrop seeds so one of the things that you need to um, check is that the seed is ripe so you would need to go go outside have a look at the seed pods check them quite usually they they turn from a green color to sort of a buffy brown color the cases start to split and then you can see the seeds usually quite a dark color inside and um, we collect our seed here at Wisley when the seed is on the point of dispersal so just as it's about to burst out of the capsule that's when we go out and collect it. So we go out most days when the weather's nice, on a still dry day is the perfect time to collect seed actually Um, but we go out uh, most days and we're continually monitoring plants actually to see where or to see how ripe the seed is and then of course we can collect it as soon as it's ready Um, I would suggest if you're collecting seed at home that you collect it in either a paper bag or an envelope. Um, Just because if you collect it in a plastic bag, then it's going to sweat and it's going to go mouldy. So by collecting in a paper bag or or an envelope, then you're going to allow the seed to breathe and to dry naturally. Uh, Another important thing, of course, is to label what you've collected so that you know exactly what it is you've collected and also to put the date on it so you know how fresh it is. And one of the big advantages of collecting seed from your own garden is that the seed can be sown when it's fresh. You know exactly how long you've kept it for and you can also keep it in the right conditions and um, I would suggest that you keep your seed in a nice cool dry place. Um, You can keep it in the fridge if you've got an airtight container perhaps with some silica gel But if not, just somewhere cool and dry and then really to sow it as soon as you can.
1: You can also find more information on all aspects of gardening on the advice pages of our website. There you can also watch video guides to key seasonal jobs. Go to rhs.org.uk forward slash advice. During the next few weeks, garden lovers will be spoilt for choice with a number of attractions and events that all the family will enjoy. (laughs) Fingers crossed for sunshine. There's a rare opportunity to enjoy Rosemore's beautiful gardens after hours with the Rosemore Late events on the 7th, 14th and 21st of July. Take an evening stroll while listening to live music floating out across the garden. It's free for members, and non-members get reduced price entry of £5 after 5pm. Discover how to correctly prune a range of fruit trees and bushes in the Summer Fruit Pruning Talk and Demonstration with RHS staff at Wisley on the 9th of July. Booking is essential, and discounted places are available for RHS members. If you're unsure about what you should be doing when, then let our experts guide you with what now... Your garden in July and August at Hyde Hall on the 2nd of July. This workshop covers watering, deadheading, tender perennials and summer pruning. Booking is essential. Immerse yourself in the sense of summer at the National Sweet Pea Society show at RHS Garden Harlow Carr on the 9th and 10th of July. It's free with normal garden entry. And if you like the sound of the RHS on tour, their next dates are the 16th and 17th of July, when they'll be at the Lambeth Country Show. One event that garden lovers can look forward to next year is the first RHS Chatsworth Flower Show in Derbyshire. Set in the spectacular grounds of the legendary Chatsworth House, the show will offer the chance for visitors to discover inspirational show gardens, innovative design and internationally renowned nurseries and growers. Plus, you can enjoy breathtaking views of the stately home, Capability Brown's subtly crafted landscapes, and amble along the banks of the River Derwent. We spoke to the show management team to find out more about the plans for this exciting new event.
4: Hi, I'm Katie Draper. I'm the show manager for the new RHS Chatsworth Flower Show. It's a really exciting new venture for us at the RHS. Um, it's the first show we've launched in over a decade and we've got big, big plans for Chatsworth. We really want to create a new style of RHS show. We already have a really amazing uh, portfolio of some of the world's best flower shows already um, with Chelsea, Hampton Court and Tatton Park. Um, so Chatsworth's really an opportunity to do something different, really championing different design and things we don't normally see within the UK. It's a wonderful location, and it's absolutely steeped in garden history. And I think... The landscape just offers such a wonderful backdrop. There's something wild and amazing about Chatsworth. Chatsworth has um, a huge history um, attached to gardening. So, really, one of the areas we've been looking at is um, the kind of role that Joseph Paxton had at Chatsworth um, and what he did when he was working for the sixth Duke there. So he was only 20 when he first took the job as the head gardener. He built various glass houses um, but the one we're kind of looking at is um, his great conservatory which was kind of a prequel to Crystal Palace which was built for the Great Exhibition. He cultivated the Cavendish banana there which actually is now one of the ty- uh, types of banana that we, we widely eat. Um, so it's all these things that we kind of take for granted now but actually they were, they were absolutely revolutionary at the time and it's that kind of revolutionary thinking that we want to bring forward. The past from Chatsworth and celebrate what, where we are now. It's wonderful that we're going to be right in front of the house and it's going to have amazing, amazing views of the house and it's in kind of a natural bowl as well, so you'll always have those vistas open. We are going to recreate a version of uh, Joseph Paxton's Great Conservatory. If you're a designer out there who's been burning to do something different, um, I think Chatsworth is definitely your venue. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We've developed a new category called freeform which kind of came out of a question of, you know, what if you could just design anything, what if you didn't have kind of any real restrictions? So I think that's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of that. It'd be really good to use, I think, plants and horticulture as a medium to create installation sculpture, to create real kind of spectacle of the show that's going to transport and really surprise and delight visitors. For those designers who are just starting out, I think there's one thing we really want to... Focus on from what I said about the design revolutionaries side of the show and that is unearthing new talent and it can be really daunting doing a show garden for the first time so I think what we'd really like to do is have a competition or or application category where um, we invite uh, whether students or or, um, universities or designers who you know have been recently trained so this wouldn't be to actually build a physical garden but to actually come up with a really exciting new concept design and for those to be created as then 3d models so you can share those ideas and maybe then couple that with a hint of the planting or a piece of technology that maybe is going to be coming out in the industry and revolutionary like the way in which we we garden so we give a platform for people with new ideas but without having to invest in um in actually doing a physical show garden Tickets went on sale on the 7th of June, which was a year to the day until we opened, so that's quite exciting. And yet they're already selling really well. So I think there's a real excitement building around RHS Chatsworth Flower Show. And yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting journey over the next year.
1: Remember, if you're a member of the RHS, you get the opportunity to buy priority tickets to our flower shows, plus free entry to all four RHS gardens. You can find out more about the benefits of becoming a member and book tickets to shows and events on our website. Just go to rhs.org.uk forward slash join. Now, at the RHS, we're always looking for new ways to reach gardeners and to get more people interested in feeling the benefits that gardening can bring in schools, in communities and by greening formerly grey environments. This year, the shows team decided it was going to take the best of our London shows on tour to give people who have never visited a flower show a taste of what's on offer in major events. From March to September, an RHS team has been setting up pop-up flower shows at street markets across the capital. We went to London's famous Columbia Road flower market to find out more.
5: I'm Jorge Rodriguez-Martin and I'm London shows manager. the RHS. We are at Ravenscourt Park by Columbia Road Flower Market. RHS on Tour is the RHS coming to visit other communities to come and reach people that might not necessarily know about us and we're here to feature and to show what the RHS is about, what is our charitable purpose, what projects do we have in the area and how can people get involved into horticulture. We have free workshops for kids from Secret Adventures Club we also have Bloom Box Club, they're doing a kokodama worship as well, very interesting. We bring to every on-tour event uh, nurseries, specialist nurseries, so we it's part of our charitable purpose. We're here to, to give them a platform to sell ultimately, but also to, to talk about what they do. We have a talks program, so most of them give some um, short talks and they talk about uh, whatever is their expertise if they're growing one type of plant or the other. So the visitors can come, they can buy the plants, but they also get first-hand advice from from those growers. We also have the Campaign for School Gardening present here. So we have invited Chish Hale Primary School. They're here featuring what they are doing at the moment. They are even selling some produce. And there are really nice kids around handing out some seeds and, and information about their garden project.
6: Hello, I'm Martin. I'm the School Projects Coordinator of the RHS Campaign for School Gardening. So I help to run all the competitions and exciting projects that we do at, uh, at the campaign, encouraging more schools to garden across the country. And we're here with Chisholm Primary School, who have grown loads of great produce and plants at their school garden, uh, and we're here today to, to sell it to customers, and just spread a bit more of the word of you know the great work that they're doing in their garden. My name's
1: Gabby, and I'm, I'm helping them sell all the plants that we grow in the garden. My name's Thomas. We've got squash, we've got honey that we've um, collected from the bees in our hive at the school. And
3: we've also made, we have grown mint, and we make mint jelly out of it.
6: So the RHS campaign for school gardening has been running for some years now, and uh, we're up to almost thirty thousand member schools across the country uh, who uh, we help them with free resources on our website, uh, and we've got training courses across the country. We really try and support them with gardening so in their school, you know, integrating it with the curriculum and also linking it with healthy eating so that all the children know where their food comes from and yeah just enjoying being outside as well. Yeah. If people want to be involved and all they have to do is go to the Campaign for School Gardening website and then they can register and have access to all of the great resources that we have on our website. We've also got lots of training courses and an award scheme. They get a free welcome pack from registering. It's, it's all on there and all the information is on our website for them.
4: Uh, my name is Christina and we actually came because we live around the corner and saw the banner and had some questions uh, and then we stumbled upon this tent where you can make...
0: Oh, I've forgotten some the name... Of Japanese. A Japanese
4: hanging plant.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and it's great, it's good fun. Um, I reckon we'll probably, they said to hang it inside, so we'll hang it in our flat somewhere by a window. Yeah, it's good to get a bit more greenery inside.
3: Hi, I'm Anne Adam, I work for the RHS and I'm one of the horticultural advisors at Wisley. Um, I'm here today um, answering people's gardening questions. The most popular question today has been slugs and snails eating plants. I advise the possibility of using slug pellets or um, traditional methods like beer traps. I've explained that you can use a biological nematode again um, on the slugs and also suggested unfortunately going out when
7: it's dusk and picking them off. My name's Paolo and I'm from Frankie Seeds which is the oldest family-run seed company in the world. Uh, 1783 and still the same family after seven generations so it's something rather special. We brought down a lot of flower seeds, but our speciality is regional Italian vegetable seeds. We've got Neapolitan basil, leaves bigger than your hand, and then we've got the round zucchini from Parma. And so it's that lovely regionality, uh, and that provenance, which makes them very special. And it's great to be involved uh, with the RHS. We supply all the shops, and we do Chelsea and Hampton Court, and we do some of the smaller uh, roadshows as well. And they're really nice. They're really personal. You can chat to people uh, who. Live locally. There's tourists here today as well, which is rather nice, and so you get a real mm, cross section of of of, of people to speak to.
1: Making a kokedama, so it's like a Japanese. It literally means moss ball. A moss ball, Japanese moss ball.
4: So we picked our plant, took as much soil off as possible, just so the roots were exposed And then mixed it in with this sand and soil uh, mix Which mixed mix with water and then like,
1: pushed that in half and put the roots of the plant in that to make a ball And then wrapped it up
4: in this this moss And tying it up with string Oh yes, looks good I think I've thoroughly wrapped mine up Yeah, I'm worried about <laughs> it like... <laughs> i
1: don't, don't have a I <throat> don't think that moss is going to escape Oh well,
5: yeah so, our on tour, we still have uh, two more coming up. We, at the moment, we are Columbia Road, and the next one will be Lambeth Country Show, Saturday 16 and Sunday 17 of July. That should be an amazing one because the the grounds are really, really busy. So I think people will have really good fun. And the last one of the year will be Marylebone Farmers Market, Sunday 11th of September. We've been there before and the market is really buzzing and there's a lot of food and we will be there. So it should be a really good thing to do on a Sunday.
1: The RHS on tour at Columbia Road Market in London. You can find out more about the tour and see locations and dates for upcoming pop-up shows at rhs.org.uk forward slash on tour. So that's all we have time for in this edition. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore RHS and like us on Facebook. For now, from me, Jenny Bowden, and all the RHS Gardening Podcast team, goodbye.